Part 1. Finding Purpose Chapter 1. It All Starts in Your Head Dean is the second owner of a nearly 30-year-old pest control company. He bought the business from the original founder after working there for a number of years. Over the course of 10 years or so, Dean quadrupled the size of his company. He invested in a management team and was able to hand off daily responsibilities like accounting, sales, operations, and customer service. Over time, Dean had done something very few small business owners are able to accomplish. He had joined the rarefied air of multi-million dollar business owners. It was about this time that Dean and I went to a Baltimore Orioles spring training game together. Dean and I had known each other for a while, and during that baseball game, I challenged his vision for the business. It's what I often do in my line of work. As a second-generation CPA, I grew up out of the world of CPAs and tax returns and found my fulfillment in helping small business owners grow their business. Under Dean's leadership, the pest control company's growth had taken off, but then it plateaued. I felt like the only reason sales had stopped growing was that Dean had become comfortable, too comfortable. He had bought the company with a determination to grow it to $2 million in revenue and 20 employees, and that had been accomplished. But what next? Although they had a mission statement on the wall, no one knew where that mission statement was supposed to take them. To use an analogy, Dean had spent considerable time and money tuning up the car, making sure it was ready for a long journey, but the company was simply doing laps around a $2 million track. It was time to pull out a map and get the car back out on the open road with a clear destination and a timeline to create some urgency. Dean brought me in and we started pushing him and his team to think more clearly about where they wanted to take the business. We began to work very deliberately on four areas that would become the foundation for future growth. Values, vision, why, and mission. Your VVWM core. If you're like most business owners, you started out with a very clear sense of purpose and direction. You spent years working for someone else and thinking of all the ways you would do it better if it were your company. Eventually, it became your company, and all those decisions became yours to make. But as the days turned into months and years, a laundry list of daily problems and pressing priorities crowded out the dreams you had for your business. Maybe, like Dean, you accomplished a certain level of growth and then plateaued. Or maybe you've struggled to grow and achieve the goals you originally set. Whatever the case, at some point, you hit an invisible barrier. And today, as you read this, you are no longer content to just let things continue as they have been. You're in the right place. And the very first order of business is understanding that growth and impact beyond your current experience is dependent on your ability to harness the talents and abilities of a team. And you can't recruit, inspire, motivate, direct, redirect, or lead a team if you can't communicate what you are about or your ultimate vision for where you want the team to go. Maybe you have the team in place. Maybe you need to go out and recruit them. Or maybe you need to get your house in order so that you have the money to go recruiting in the first place. It doesn't matter where you are starting from. You must have something worthwhile to say as the leader of your company, to interest people in signing up and helping you accomplish your grand vision for changing the world. Establishing the four pillars of values, vision, why, and mission is the first step. Values. Values persist no matter what line of business you are in. 
because they are a reflection of leadership and in the long-standing company's institutional history. This may even outlive one leader's tenure and become part of the legacy that endures under future leaders. When Collis P. Huntington decided to start Chesapeake Dry Dock and Construction Company in 1886, he held one value above all others, quality. He was willing to make many sacrifices when it came to his contracts to build ships, but quality was not one of them. He is famously quoted as saying, We shall build good ships here, at a profit if we can, at a loss if we must, but always good ships. Over 130 years later, his company has built more than 800 ships. It is the sole supplier of nuclear-class aircraft carriers to the U.S. government and is one of only two companies supplying submarines to the U.S. Navy. Today, the company is better known as Newport News Shipbuilding. But the singular value of uncompromising quality that Huntington instilled lives on to this day. Values are intensely practical. When values become part of the company's reputation, they help recruit the best people. When values are referred to often, they become a compass when making tough decisions. And if values are placed front and center in good times and bad, they serve as ballast when tough times rock the corporate ship. To understand your own cultural values, start with the process of identifying four to five words that best describe your culture. But it is not just your opinion that counts. Ask your leadership team, veteran employees, new employees, customers, vendors, and friends and family. You might hear words like professional, innovative, integrity, caring, learning, workmanship, opportunity, and fun. But don't just stop at the good stuff. Encourage people to be honest. Find some secret shoppers to ask the questions for you. And you might also hear words like selfish, opportunistic, and greedy. Rather than shy away from reality, embrace it. Your heart is probably in the right place, but if your actions don't line up with your intentions, you need to hear the truth. For Dean's company, Good News Pest Solutions, honoring their values included making the game-changing decision that they were only going to use green, sustainable products in their business. When your core product is chemicals that kill things, that's a big deal. By moving away from poisonous chemicals and only working with green products, they did something that was completely in line with their shared values of honesty, integrity, caring, diligence, and fun. At the time, it seemed like a big risk. No one knew if the green products would be as effective as the more toxic chemicals they were replacing. But the community and ultimately the industry responded and followed their lead. Being true to their values made Good News a pioneer in the industry and resulted in Dean being pursued as a speaker at trade events and industry conferences to share his story. Vision. Values persist no matter what goods or services your company is selling. They are a reflection of leadership and culture. Vision is different. It is intensely specific to where your business is going. Good News Pest Solutions' vision is to become a top 100 pest control company in the United States. That vision is totally unambiguous. It clearly communicates what Dean wants to accomplish. A good vision means the picture in Dean's head is the same picture his employees, customers, and affiliates see. There is a tendency for no-nonsense, cynical business owners to stand back and say, all that vision crap sounds good in a book, but I've got real work to do. 
but good vision is intensely practical. If your work relies on other people helping you get there, you must have a worthy vision. It makes growth possible in several ways. First, a good vision shortcuts how you communicate to everyone on your team what you are about and what you are trying to accomplish. Dean's goal is to become a top 100 company in the industry, not to innovate new products, not to buy up smaller players, not to go paperless, not to build a national brand, not to have a state-of-the-art facility. Good News may do one or more of those things, but they will be done in service of the vision to become a top 100 company. Everyone knows that whatever priorities or initiatives are launched, they are all done in light of the vision to become a top 100 company. Second, a good vision is one of the best recruiting and retention tools you have. The best people want to join a winning team that knows where it is going. If employees know your vision, they can judge for themselves what opportunities might lie ahead. When a worthy vision is communicated often, in as many ways as possible, everyone knows what the boss is about. Plans for the future are not secreted in some innermost circle around the business owner. A good vision turns team members into disciples who can share it with family members, friends, customers, vendors, and anyone else who will listen. A worthy vision gives vendors and suppliers the assurance that your success equals their success. Finally, a good vision is a litmus test. It can tell you whether you are making decisions that pull you away or push you toward it. A vision ensures that goals and priorities are focused in a direction that will actually make a difference over the months ahead. And it will tell you what kinds of customers you need to look for and which customers on your current list need to be handed over to your competitors. To be sure, a vision is an incredibly powerful tool for the small business owner. You can take two businesses that appear identical. They sit right across the street from one another. They sell the same product at the same price to the same market in essentially the same way. In fact, the only difference between them is that one business owner has a vision to become the next Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, and the other just wants an extra day off per week to go fishing with his granddaughter. To the outside observer, the two businesses appear identical, but down the road, they will look vastly different. You may not see it for the next 10 or 20 or 30 years, but your vision today is what will determine where you wind up in the future. Good News Pest Solutions has a vision to become a top 100 company in their industry. But why did they embrace that particular vision? Why? Simon Sinek popularized the concept of Start With Why in his best-selling book of the same name. When someone describes a vision, it's human nature to be curious about what motivates that vision. Answering the question why gives people a window into what makes the company tick. When your why resonates with people, they will sign up for what you believe in and become fully engaged. It doesn't matter whether they are employees, customers, vendors, investors, or volunteers. Why makes a big difference. Our why is literally our values in action. If you ask Dean, why do you want to become a top 100 company? He would tell you that when they reach that level, they will have the team and resources to employ a full-time care team for their employees, customers, vendors, and anyone else impacted by the business. Further, 
they will have a platform for their faith and ministry that the pest control industry will stand up and notice. In short, becoming a top 100 company represents an expansion of Good News Pest Solutions ministry that is energizing, exciting, and motivating, both to Dean and to everyone who signs up to join him on this journey. I love having why conversations with small business owners. Gary, another client, has endured an incredible string of personal and business hardships. Some would even say injustices. He is known for his intense loyalty, giving employees and suppliers not just second chances, but 10th, 11th, and 12th chances. When you talk to Gary about his why, you hear immense gratitude toward a few individuals who made a big difference at some key moments in his life. He will always give grace in a second chance, even at great personal cost, because he believes second chances have the potential to change lives. With over 150 employees, Gary's second chances have changed a lot of lives. But not all whys are created equal. If Dean wanted to become a top 100 company just to line his own pockets, that's not very inspiring to anyone but Dean. Your people need inspiration and your why holds the power to move them in powerful ways. Sinek believes, and I agree with him, that your why is a powerful tool for inspiring action, not just among your team, but also among your customers, suppliers, vendors, family members, and prospects. Sharing your why means bearing your soul. It entails vulnerability. But vulnerability, hard as it is, leads to trust, and trust is the stuff that loyal customers, employees, and business partners are looking for. Speaking of vulnerability, let's take a look at my own why as an example. My firm, Axiom Strategic Consulting, is dedicated to helping small businesses grow and is itself a small business. I have a vision to grow Axiom to a string of offices located in major metro areas around the United States. Why? Because I believe that small business done right has a greater impact for good and positive change than any other institution, greater than any church, any nonprofit, any government program or charity. Growing Axiom comes out of my natural desire to see more businesses take up that challenge to change the world through positive, intentional, and worthy growth. My point here is that if I am bold enough to share not just my vision, but why my vision is important to me, like-minded business owners, consultants, partners, and prospects will line up outside my door. We think alike, and they want to do business with like-minded people. Mission. There's a lot of hand-wringing over mission statements. If you Google how to write a mission statement, you'll get all kinds of dubious advice. There's a reason I address it last with my clients, after we've already covered values, vision, and why. Mission is nothing more than describing what you do and how the world is better off because of it. It's that simple. But simple does not equal easy. You have to do the homework of values, vision, and why first. Your values describe your culture. They will be most evident to the people who come to work beside you every day. But occasionally, a customer or some other outside party will come into contact with your business and experience your values in action. Your vision describes the thing that you are after and why you need everyone's help to get there. Like values, vision is primarily for those on your team although occasionally it may inspire those who buy from you or who sell to you. Your why describes your motivations, what makes you tick. 
Your why can be built into every message, product, and service. It affects marketing, product development, advertising, sales presentations, employee onboarding, training, everything. As you go through the hard work to develop your values, vision, and why, you should think of it primarily as an investment in your team and your responsibility to them as their leader. But your mission statement is a little different. Yes, you want your team to know it, but if they aren't fully vested in your values, vision, and why, don't expect them to get excited about a mission statement. On the other hand, if they are fully engaged in your values, vision, and why, they are probably already living out the mission statement, whether they can recite your carefully crafted words or not. The mission statement isn't for your team so much as it is for those outside your four walls. The world at large doesn't have the time, energy, or interest to digest your values, vision, and why. So you give them a mission statement. It is your best attempt to explain to the uninitiated what you're about. The mission statement of Good News Pest Solutions is sharing God's good news while solving pest problems with green solutions. There's nothing in there about becoming a top 100 company. There's nothing about the values of honesty, integrity, caring, diligence, and fun. And there's not a lot, although you get an idea, that tells you the reason Dean wants the business to grow is that it will be a greater platform for ministry. But it does a wonderful job of telling someone who knows nothing else about the company what they do and what sets them apart. A mission statement describes what the business is doing and how it ripples out into the rest of the world. A mission statement is meant for public consumption, so you should use the clearest and most straightforward, plainest language possible. At Axiom, our mission is to proclaim Christ in the marketplace by teaching small companies the art and science of growth through planning, execution, stewardship, and leadership. I love mission statements that don't use a lot of big words, conjunctions, semicolons, dashes, or nonsensical words. Aligned, distinguished, aspirational, and authoritatively are words that should be banned from all mission statements. VVWM in action. As Dean reevaluated his foundation for growth, he decided to make another strong shift by changing the company's name. Originally, the company was named Macy's Pest Control, after the original founder, and Dean kept the name when he bought the company. But one day, Dean was sitting in a meeting with several other business owners when one of them had an epiphany. Dean, why aren't you the good news company? You are always delivering good news. Dean thought about this for a second. One of the things he had drilled into his salespeople was that whatever the situation, they were always delivering good news. Good news. We didn't find any termites. You're all set for closing. Or good news. We found the termites before you bought the house. The seller is going to cover the fumigation. Dean also had a passion for sharing God's good news with his customers. The suggestion was one he couldn't get out of his mind. It wasn't that the current company name didn't mean anything. It represented a long history of service and excellence but Dean felt that they were also missing a tremendous opportunity to communicate important elements of their values, vision, why, and mission in the very name of the company. It didn't take long for Dean to make the decision to rename and rebrand the company. Dean's values, vision, why, and mission had become so tangible, so practical in the everyday running of the company that they ultimately led to a change in the most basic, publicly-facing thing in the business, the name of the company. Today, 
Dean's company is well on its way to become a top 100 company in the pest control industry. And his values, vision, why, and mission come into play every day. That's the point of having them. You must use them every day in making decisions, building plans, evaluating performance, setting goals, mentoring employees, and communicating to the outside world. The values, vision, why, and mission of a company are more than just words on a page in a company manual. They should inform both big and small decisions. They should have an impact on both day-to-day business and the long-term history of the company.